Hello, this is Manja Kutze, and I'm the editor-in-chief of What's on Weibo, a website reporting the trending topics on Chinese social media. And this is the very first What's on Weibo podcast. It is a little bit of an experiment, so please bear with me. But what I would like to do is discuss with you what is going on on Chinese social media. What are the topics that people are talking about and how can we understand them? And this week, I would like to share a story with you that has triggered major outrage on Chinese social media. It is about a Tibetan woman who was burned and killed by her husband, and her death has sparked an online movement against domestic violence. I first actually came across this news because Miranda Barnes, the What's on Weibo news editor, sent me a message earlier last week telling me about what was going on. So I haven't, I, I never followed her before, but she is a Sichuan girl, but from uh, the part that borders with Tibet, and so she's actually ethnically Tibetan. Um, so she's quite popular. Um, I'm not sure it was Douyin or Kuaishou, but she, she's like a vlogger and she sings Tibetan songs and she tells about um, life in the countryside. So quite a lovely girl, but she had this abusive ex-husband um, who beats her, basically violent her throughout the years uh, during her marriage. And she did try to seek help, but the police just turned a blind eye because it's domestic. They wouldn't want to get involved. And then he burned her and she just died before national holiday. I think it was the 30th. So the woman we are talking about here is the 30-year-old ethnically Tibetan vlogger who went by the name of He Gunyang Lamu on Douyin. Douyin is the Chinese TikTok. It has over 400 million daily active users. It's hugely popular, especially among uh, the younger Chinese internet users. And um, looking at her account, we can see that she had over 700,000 followers there and she had more than 200 videos that she posted since 2018. She was singing in these videos, dancing, cooking, smiling, showing people what she was doing out in the nature of uh, the place where she lived. She came from a, a small town in Jinchuan County, that is a county in the northwest of Sichuan province. And um, actually, she was quite poor. She had an annual income of less than 20,000 yuan. That's some 3,000 US dollars. She was taking care of her sick father. And in order to make some money, she was digging for Chinese medicinal roots in the mountains. Xianghuo is the name of the, of the root. I, I actually don't know how to say it in English. But she had a tough life. And what really stood out in her videos is her smiling all along and her natural beauty. And this is something that set her apart from many other Chinese female vloggers uh, who often use many filters and it's all about glamour and making yourself appear to be better, thinner, more glamorous. And I think in the case of Lamu, this was definitely not like that. Uh, she was very um, humble, uh, natural, and this greatly added to her popularity. People liked her because she seemed so genuine. Lamu was married to a guy that is 
just known as Tang at this point. He was once her childhood sweetheart, and they were married for over a decade. They had two little sons together, but during their marriage, domestic violence was an ongoing issue, and it continued to escalate throughout the years. We now know a lot about this story because there is one in-depth article that has been going viral over the past week. It's by an author named Zheng Yue. Uh, by the Guyu Studio blog that is affiliated to Tencent News. On Weibo alone, it had over 5 million reads, but it was also shared on WeChat and other social media outlets. Um, and what we know is that in May of this year, um, the, the domestic violence escalated to such a point that Lamu had a fractured arm and she decided to divorce Tang and he agreed. Um, she was assigned the eldest son and the youngest son uh, went to Tang. Um, but the tragedy was far from over at that point. Tang later in this year pressured Lamu into remarrying him and actually threatened to kill their youngest son if she did not. She then decided to remarry him she was basically forced to remarry him and was again abused severely by her husband. And um, this was reported to the police multiple times. She divorced him again in June of 2020. And then eventually it led to the tragic night of September 14th when Lamu was live streaming inside her home and her ex-husband at the time then burst into her home with a knife and with gasoline and he doused her in gasoline and set her on fire. People who were watching her live stream could actually see someone walk in, the screen went black, and they then heard a sharp cry for help. Um, Lamu's father and sister were in the house at the time they, they run out, they called the police, and um, it led to, to Lamu having 90% of her body damaged by flames. She was soon transported to Sichuan People's Hospital. And um, something special happened looking at the reaction from fans at the time because they actually set up a, a crowdfunding campaign. Um, there was a crowdfund at some point. Uh, her family was looking for help, for finance help, uh, to gather money because for burnt victims, there will be a lot of... Um, recovery and treatment um, expenses. By setting up this online crowdfunding campaign, Lamu's fans were able to raise 1 million yuan within a time frame of just seven hours. That is $150,000, more than enough for Lamu's family to pay for her medical bills. But unfortunately, two weeks later, on October 1st, Lamu's elder sister came on Douyin and shared really tragic news. She said that her sister had died the night before at the hospital. Here, Lamu's sister tearfully thanks the online fans for all of their help and all of their support. She also says that Lamu will continue to live inside their hearts, and um, Lamu her funeral was held on October 5th. And it is also around this time 
early October, last week, that the news really uh, went viral. Meanwhile, Tang, her ex-husband, was detained. He actually also suffered burns on his face, and uh, while he is arrested, the case is still under investigation. And the story gained widespread attention on both Douyin and on Weibo, with Chinese netizens starting speaking out against not just this case and what happened here, but against domestic violence in general, advocating better laws and support systems for domestic abuse victims in China. And you saw this poster being shared everywhere with Lamu's face on it saying, we can't let this tragedy happen again. Let's confront the lack of inaction in the face of domestic violence. And something that is noteworthy is that the popular Chinese actress Li Bingbing also spoke out about this issue on her Weibo account, saying, don't be indifferent, don't be silent, domestic violence is not a family matter, it is a crime. And she has over 42 million followers on her Weibo account, so she really has a lot of influence, and um, I think this also shows how big the case had become by early October, with famous people and influencers also speaking out about the matter. Well, usually when individual cases such as these go insanely viral, it is because they represent a larger problem in society. This is something that I've seen on Chinese social media throughout the years. And it's definitely the case as well this time, because domestic violence is a big problem and it has resurfaced again and again on social media over the past few years. To give you some numbers, All China, uh, the All China Women's Federation in 2013, that's some while ago already, they then had a survey that reported that 25% of Chinese women suffered domestic abuse at some point in their lives. And then there is a more recent one from 2016 that estimates that even 30% of Chinese married women have experienced some form of domestic abuse. Well, domestic abuse was officially criminalized in 2016 with China's domestic violence law. But why is it still such a widespread problem? If you look at what experts are saying on this, but also what people on Chinese social media are saying about this, it becomes clear that there are legal, social, and cultural dimensions uh, related to this problem. Legal, the legal side is that the law still does not include sexual violence, such as marital rape, and uh, the punishments that are given out to perpetrators are often mild or even non-existent. And what also doesn't really help uh, what is what is coming up in this topic now again and again is the introduction of a cooling off period of 30 days after couples file for divorce. It is actually meant to make people reconsider their divorce, but it also makes it harder now for women to get out of an abusive marriage. And then what is seriously an issue is that there's no clear implementation guideline for China's domestic violence law. So there's no standard procedure for protecting victims. And you also see this with the case of Lamu, but with many others, that when the abuse is reported to to the police, they do not have a clear um, procedure 
for handling the case, and then they often think it is just a family issue. And so this is also a, a social matter, right? There is a lack of public awareness of domestic abuse with police officers just regarding it as a, a private matter. And this idea of domestic violence being a private matter, um, it, it comes back in discussions everywhere. And I want to give you an example of when also this was a huge discussion. That was in 2015. Maybe you remember reading the news at the time. Um, it was when a woman at a Beijing hotel was attacked by a man as she was standing in the hallway. It was near the 798 area in Beijing. And the security footage of the incident went completely viral on Weibo at the time. Uh, it was one of the bigger trending topics of that year. The footage showed how the woman was assaulted by a stranger, by a man, as she was about to leave the hotel. And the man grabs her by the throat and drags her to the street. And the shocking thing was that there were people walking there. The woman was crying out, but the people passing by did not help her. There was even a, a hotel staff person who was standing by uh, as the girl was taken away who did not intervene. And this triggered major discussions because a lot of people said that they thought the woman was related to the man, that they were married, they were a married couple. And then the discussion came, well, even if that was the case, then why would it be tolerated in the minds of Chinese people that wives, uh, that is okay for, for wives to be beaten? So, of course, here there are also cultural Im implications and uh, long-standing cultural ideas of not intervening in a marriage. Marriage is private. It's not a public matter. And this is something now that is um, that people are really shouting out about on Chinese social media, saying domestic violence is not a domestic matter. Protecting women, whether or not it is within their own marriage, is an action that requires the joint efforts of the whole society. So I think you really see an increasing awareness about this issue. Nevertheless, the hashtags that are associated with Lamu's story at this point, um, almost all of them are taken offline from Weibo. Also, you can no longer find most of them on Douyin. And this has to do with the fact that many Chinese netizens have been calling for a so-called Lamu bill, uh, Lamu Fa'an. Um, and they are calling on authorities to make legal changes to empower victims of domestic abuse. For example, they want an automatic dissolution of a marriage if one side demands a divorce for, their, for the sake of their own personal safety. And they are calling out, they say, we want the law to protect us. Um, that hashtag was censored. And uh, you see also that the topic of Lamu in, uh, in, in, over the previous week, it, it was taken off of the Weibo hot lists. And many netizens also noticed this so people were very aware that the topic was being kept low and um, I think that has to do with the fact that it became political because you can see that also Chinese state media official media on Weibo and other news outlets have been 
uh, advocating more public awareness for domestic violence. But the moment when it is a large group of social media users who take the initiative themselves to advocate legal change, then it becomes a different case. And you see that censorship comes in quite quickly. Uh, nevertheless, still a lot of people are finding other ways to speak up. They are sharing images. I've seen several photos of people setting up small memorials for Lamu, um, laying out her poster, saying that this something needs to change with the problems that China has with domestic violence. So there are people who still uh, refuse to be to be silenced. And I think in that case, that's why this was, well, it was one of the biggest stories of the week, but also I wanted to share it with you because um, one of the, the things that I'm often asked when it's about Chinese social media is, isn't it dead? Isn't all discussion dead because of censorship? And I'd say no. I mean, throughout the years, yes, there ha there's always censorship and there's a great control of China's online environment. But you will see if a topic is big enough and when enough people unite in speaking out about something, it is very hard to censor such a thing, especially because Weibo users and other social media users are very creative in finding new ways to talk about a topic and then once it's out there, it will be out there in every corner of the online environment, whether it's on WeChat, on Douyin, on Weibo, and you can just feel that it is trending, even if it is not in the top trending lists. So I expect this topic to still go on for the time to come, and especially if new cases come out, this one will come back again. And uh, I'm sure that Lamu, will not be forgotten as now she has come to represent something bigger than her as well. This was the trending topic that I wanted to share with you this time. Please join me next time as well. If you want, please subscribe. And otherwise, you can also find us on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. We are everywhere. Just search for What's on Weibo and we will be there. In the meantime, we will be reporting on other trending stories on whatsonweibo.com. That's the main place to go, whatsonweibo.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in next time. Until then, bye.